What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Darcy so thought she was getting an engagement ring. That was kind of messed up, though. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> Who does that? In the box that looked like a ring box. Really? Hi, welcome to the Reality Bites podcast. It's Megan and Jay. One episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days left, before we get the tell-all. Oh my gosh. And so everyone's kind of at the end of their trips now, and now decisions have to be made. Right, this is like the playoffs when we're heading to the championships. The Super Bowl <laughs> is just around the corner. Uh, first, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Good. It's been a lot of time um, putting up Halloween decorations. A little bit late for us, but yeah, we got them up. A week before Halloween. Excellent. I know. <laughs> I mean, don't remind my wife. I'll have to hear it all year. Sore subject. Yes. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. My, my best friend was here. It was it was like really rainy on Saturday. Yeah. So she introduced me to this show called Love After Lockup. Okay. Are you familiar with this show I don't at all? I think I am. Jay, this might be the next show okay. that we have to do with a podcast about. If you thought the people on 90 Day Fiance were train wrecks, <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. But the craziest thing is that we're watching season two of Love After Lockup premise of the show someone is incarcerated Mm -hmm. someone on the outside forms a relationship with them generally it's through like meet an inmate.com or something like that now the person's getting ready to get out of prison and what is going to happen with their relationship now that they have to deal with parole and all being together in the real world and all this other stuff so we're watching the show all of a sudden i'm like i know her the parolee or the neither okay Okay, so so it was not the inmate so i met this girl while i was in amsterdam okay an american just so happened at the time i was living in seattle and she's like oh my gosh i'm from tacoma i flew to amsterdam and got there a day before my two friends came okay so this girl that i met in amsterdam who was from tacoma washington and i like hung out and walked around together and like you know just kind of went sightseeing because she was traveling solo by herself and my friends hadn't gotten there yet and and we lived like 30 minutes apart but here we are on the other side of the world randomly meeting each other she was on the show because she is a funeral director Uh, and i thought it was so fascinating because you don't meet a lot of female funeral directors and this is like it's like a family business and sure enough one of the people on the show her mom passes away so she has to go pick up her mom's ashes and she goes to this funeral home and it's my friend that i met while i was in amsterdam okay it was crazy so i sent her a message i don't think she has responded yet but i was like 
that's, I mean, just watching this random show and all of a sudden I'm like, I met that person in Europe. It was crazy. That is cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we pretty much watched all of Love After Lockup season <laughs> two. I guess season three is on right now. And so I'm like, listen, my best friend flies out for like one weekend and we sat on the couch and watched TV all day long. That's all we did. So don't say I don't know how to show someone a good time. <laughs> Okay, so 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Who would you like to start with? Take your pick. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Just looking. Let's start with Benjamin and Akini. Benjamin and Akini. It is right here at the end of his trip to Kenya. Right. He's been in Nairobi with Akini, has had to meet her family, has had to go to church, has had to stay with her brother. Meet the elders. It's been a lot. Right. So finally, we get to Bride Price Ceremony Day. Now, we saw in the last episode that Benjamin was late getting there, and Akini's dad did not seem <laughs> pleased about it whatsoever. Well, he also brought an offering of uh, different items that Worsh you race. usually give to people when someone in the family has passed away. And not even someone close, like, you know, mom and dad. It's like aunt-uncle type of pass away. Right. So the, so the family's not happy with the fact that he's late, is very confused by all these groceries because <laughs> nobody died, and that's what you would do if someone had passed away and and so then the dad says go get a kini and from there surprisingly things take a turn and go well yeah turn, take a turn for the positive so Benjamin, who told Akini that he had 80,000 shilling, which is about the equivalent of like $775, right. all of a sudden when it's time to start negotiating the bride price, <laughs> it turns out he only has 60,000 He only has shilling. enough for six bulls. That's was, like $600. Yeah, it was. A, and I love the fact that Fidel, Akini's brother, Laughed out loud. just started busting up out loud. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like like <laughs> laughed in his face pretty much over the amount. So then Benjamin's trying to like, that's not enough, right? So Benjamin's trying to like dig himself out of the hole. I know this is only a mere token of appreciation and I don't even believe that that's anywhere near where I should be for Akini. Unfortunately, I don't have more funding at this point. With that being said, um, in the coming months, I hope to pay more. I know that it's something that I need to make whole. If you are going to keep paying in the days to come, then I accept this arrangement. But they don't actually agree on any set amount. And then afterwards, Akini's like, yeah, you might be paying this for the rest of your life. It's almost like a predatory lender. Like, all of a sudden, there's some terms of agreement where he's paying, like, you know, a 300% interest charge yeah, on Akini. Yeah, should have read the fine print, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> And he keeps trying to get Akini to be like, hey, can you find out how much I have to pay your dad? And she's like, no, that's your job. You were supposed to do that. You're not paying me. And she felt, she seemed very detached through all of that, like, they're on camera interview when the two of them were together because mind you once the bride price ceremony is done they are married by kenyan standards that's right so they are free to seal the deal now i cannot listen to ben refer to her cookie jar like that i was like oh my god please don't that ever call it that was super awkward they consummated the marriage as akini says they did she didn't seem like the other couples who've consummated their relationships seemed a lot more like oh yeah it and happened closer afterwards she kind of seemed like oh yeah we did it and it went it was well fine. yeah it went well she seemed very like <laughs> mm, 
meh about the whole thing. So he's talking about her cookie jar, and that was enough to almost make me dry heave. And um, and and not because of her, but because I just don't like it being called the cookie jar. And sure enough, they go to dinner, and it turns out Benjamin hasn't told any of his family. Now, they obviously know he's there, but he hasn't told them that he now has a Kenyan wife. Right, and she was extremely upset and i i mean i understand from her perspective that she feels like benjamin is maybe ashamed embarrassed you know whatever but she needs to understand from his perspective it's been one day and he also didn't realize until two days prior right that after the bride price ceremony they weren't just engaged they were actually married so right. so i do think she but then again i mean she is kind of immature emotionally yeah, absolutely. so i don't think she's keeping any of what she put him through in perspective at all at all at all and i think she gets upset when he's leaving heading to the airport because once once the american leaves and goes back to the united states there's so much uncertainty about what happens next and and the kind of enormity of the process because now he has to come back and file for the k-1 visa wait for that to be approved his financial situation doesn't sound like it's all that great so we don't even know if he's going to meet the financial qualifications but they should all look toward angela and michael because look they got engaged last time and she came back and it has been like a two-year process for, right. for this couple angela is in nigeria with michael and they have she's gotten into a fight with his friends she has <laughs> thrown the coke bottle on the floor she's thrown cake in his face she threw a drink on one of michael's friends and she beat up a, a motorist she did they got into a brawl at the airport i mean it's been a trip they go to a fertility clinic they find out that she's got a beautiful uterus and if she brings that up again that's another thing that i'm like we, we all we get it we that's know one thing i have not tried yet with my wife is you know honey you have a wonderful uterus i bet your uterus is amazing um so they're gonna have this engagement party that michael's family throws and i actually thought she looked really pretty in the traditional nigerian so i felt the same way i thought she looked really nice yeah she didn't look awkward like sometimes when people go to other cultures and they dress up like them they look kind of awkward or silly like she actually looked you know i do too and i couldn't figure out why she was so uncomfortable i don't know if it's like just something that she wasn't expecting and therefore she felt a little caught off guard by right. it i don't know but i thought she looked really nice compared to her usual outfits like yeah, yeah it was, i thought it was a step up yeah, for absolutely. what she's generally been wearing so they they sit down with michael's mom and she seems convinced that one way or another they're gonna have a baby yeah so she has she's faced with the reality that she has to tell michael's mom that you know what eggs aren't any good daughter's not going to give us any we're probably not going to do it but when it came down to actually tell his mom it turns out that oh telling the truth to someone you love isn't so easy is it angela how does it feel how the tables turned that's right it seemed like michael's mom is still on board with all of this and is under the impression that at some point there will be a baby mm -hmm. in real life how is that gonna that's not gonna work it's just not going to work and not only that but i question whether or not angela meets the criteria to be able to bring him over with her income and as many oh. dependents as she has like i think that's part of the reason why his visa hasn't been approved it's because, taken so long to this point yes because i don't think i mean you have to do pretty well financially you have to be able to prove that you can support somebody else so angela and michael are just that couple that like I don't think she has 
too much else going for her right. back in the U.S. So I think she will continue to play this out, which I think is the case for a lot of couples who won't accept that it's just probably not going to work out. It was a really nice engagement party, by the way. It was. Like, it was a really nice... It actually surprised me. It not surprised me. Like, it, it was just weird. It was it was nicer than I expected. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, a yeah. lot of music. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, things not going as well for Avery and Omar. <laughs> now, Avery has returned to Ohio. She spent 10 days in Beirut, Lebanon with Omar. They got married. And they spent a couple days together, just the two of them. And then Avery is now back in Ohio. And what she should have done before she left to go on this trip was sit down with an immigration attorney. But here we have her now back, now legally married to a Syrian guy and not getting the news that she was, quote unquote, expecting or hoping for. It's nice, nice to, to meet, meet you. you. Nice to meet you. Terry, come on back. Have a seat. So I don't know if you've ever had like a case like this before. Mm-hmm. I just got back from Lebanon and I just got married down there. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. The thing is, is he's Syrian. So I know there's like a travel ban with Syrians. Right. But he has no criminal record. He has a lot of school. Oh, that's good. You know, he has a good job. He's a dentist. Mm-hmm. Being realistic, how long do you think the visa will take? Is he only a Syrian citizen? Does he have dual nationality? No, he's Syrian and he actually lives in Syria. So. Okay. Um, well, well, it seems like he would be subject to the travel ban. So, unfortunately, he wouldn't be able to get a visa because the government is uh, prevented from issuing visas to the citizens of those seven countries. Uh, but we can request a waiver so that the travel ban would be waived for him. However, the waiver process, it's really uncertain how long it would take, if at all. I've worked with many individuals, similar to Avery, who plan to bring their spouse to the US. A typical case takes about a year, but with a case that involves travel ban, it could take significantly longer, if it works at all. Have you? ever had a travel ban case that got a waiver? I have had uh, several cases that involve travel ban. I haven't had a waiver and I haven't seen waivers. Waivers are very rarely granted. Less than 5% of cases are actually approved for a waiver. So she thought the attorney was going to say, oh, well, if you guys are married, no problem. I'm sure it'll be fine. But the attorney was basically like, uh... Then she goes, oh, well, what if I go move over there? And he's like, well, that's actually going to hurt your case because, you know, when you petition these things, it's you have to prove that there's a hardship of circumstances. And if right. you're over there, then they're going to go, well, what's the you know, what's the hardship? If you can live over there, then you can live over there. So you should be fine. So Avery is not happy. And yeah. And then we do have uh, Ethan always keeping it real. Like this is bad all <laughs> around bad. It's depressing. Honestly, there's no good options. It's either you move to a war zone or you move somewhere else. That's not even near his family or us. But I do want to know how Avery's mom lost so much weight so quickly. I, I mean, did notice that she too. She seemed. She's really tan too. Yeah. Like big difference. And Avery just got back from her trip. So it. Right. It seems like there was a time lapse because you can't drop weight like that that fast. Okay, so I thought it was just me when I saw them like, 
Her mom looks skinnier, but yes. I was like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm tripping. She definitely no. looks tan, though. Definitely way skinnier. Also, who's paying this immigration attorney? Because Avery is... Oh, she works at the restaurant, right? And... Boy, boy, she's been off for 10 days, so she hasn't <laughs> been making any money. Like, immigration... Maybe that was just like a consultation, because those immigration attorneys are expensive. That is true. Yeah, and we still don't know much about Omar's family. Like, that part to me is very strange. Mm. I'm guessing they didn't want to be filmed. I'm guessing if his family is as conservative, you know, it's like, no, we don't, we'd prefer not to be on a TV show. And... Yeah, that's the only family I was thinking in my head. That's the only family who haven't seen anybody. Uh uh-uh, uh, not even a picture of them. Even friends. Like, right. at least other people, like, you see their friends and stuff. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> not even a video chat call <laughs> with, like, his best friend. Okay, so uh, up next. Caesar and Maria. Jeez. So, uh, well, you should be happy because what's his name? Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy was back. <laughs> Still looking good, too. He made an appearance. Still looking good, Jeremy. <laughs> Hashtag, uh, what was it? Demo? I think it said Demo Day, and I saw an article somewhere that that's a reference to Chip and Joanna Gaines, their show fixer upper on HGTV. They would always do Demo Day when they would start these home renovations, but no one's really sure if Jeremy has an affiliation with the show or is maybe just a fan of the show and got that shirt as a souvenir or a gift from someone but anyhow uh caesar reveals that about a week after he got back from mexico maria reached out to him she texted him of course she did she, she wants your money <laughs> she caesar needed, she had bills to pay now it would appear that in caesar's mind they are back together and everything's fine and that they are going to now try to meet in Cuba. Mm. And he has sent her $2,000, which where did he get that money from? Right. And that's way more than he was doing before. Like right. he is really up the ante. Yeah. But so, okay. Caesar has been down in Mexico. He was there for what we think we determined it had to have been about a week. Probably. Yeah. At least five days. She doesn't show up. He was never charged for her ticket because there were insufficient funds in his account. So Maria's reservation was canceled because Caesar didn't have enough money to pay for it. Correct. He comes back to Jacksonville, North Carolina, somehow, some way, has found $2,000 somewhere to send her. And now all of his friends are just kind of like, we don't even know what to tell you. Like, no one's going to be able to get through to you. Clearly, you have made up your mind about what you think this relationship is and what it's going to be. And I, f- I feel like everyone's kind of like giving up on him. <laughs> and he looks more delusional than usual. He's like sitting there like dancing on the couch like, hey, everything's great. And I couldn't figure out, you know, is Caesar just because there's the suspicion that he might be acting. Right. That none of this storyline is actually true. So is Caesar just the worst actor ever or his friends really, really good actors? Because Jeremy seems very concerned, very genuine. Doesn't seem like it's a big joke or like he's acting. Right. His uh, friend who picked him up from the airport again, she seemed like, oh, how was the trip? Oh, what? No, that's terrible. Like everybody else seems like they're either real in the moment or they're just really good actors. And this is not helping you, Caesar. Totally. One thousand percent. Now, I think I don't believe it's it's. None of it's true. I think a lot of it is true, but the way it all turned out, the story in hindsight is, oh, I, I, I was just acting because right. he doesn't want to look as like as big of a fool as he looks on That's TV. Because then you'd have to have everybody else in it. Everyone. Like the and they show. definitely don't seem like they're just playing along. Right. They all seem very authentic and, and genuine in their concern and kind of disbelief at this whole thing. Right. I just hope at the at least at the tell all give us put her on the video screen so we can see what she looks like in real life. Right. Because she is obviously there is a person on the other end. (laughs) There is a person texting and calling sending messages. So who is that person? That's the big question mark. 
We will hopefully find out soon. <laughs> hopefully. Moving on to Tim and Jennifer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This train wreck just, just keeps wrecking. Exactly. It's like the car crashes, and then somehow they get it moving again, and then it right. crashes again. Exactly. And then they fix it, and it's working again, <laughs> and then it, you know, they drive it off a cliff. So Tim is at the end of his two weeks. I think he was there for two weeks. I believe it was about two weeks, yes. At the, Tim is at the end of his trip. He has to head back to Charlotte, North Carolina. They still have not been intimate with each other, despite the fact that she has tried multiple times. Yeah, she's not quiet about the jiggy-jiggy. Like, she wants it. She's like, hey. And he's the one who keeps dropping the ball. Take me. Conquer me. Yes. like Be any, a man. Be a man. Anytime I'm ready. And he's like, oh, well, let's. I'm too stuck in my head. And yeah. I just want to go slow. And I, we got to get so, to know each other. Long, and... We had a big picnic at the park. I'm just kind of tired now. Exhausted. All right. He passed out after he gave her somebody else's ring. <laughs> which, by the way, pretty funny that she did agree to put it back on. But she put it on her middle finger. Right. Um, and listen, he's got one more night down in Columbia. And they, they go to dinner. And they are going. To go back and have sex. That is the plan. <laughs> They've planned it out at dinner. It's like, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm ready. That's what Tim says. I'm ready to go. That's right. So here we go. They wake up the next morning, and Tim is in a foul mood because apparently Jennifer fell asleep. Because when they got back to the room, he was trying to pack everything up and she was waiting and she just passed out and fell asleep. I can't believe you fell asleep on me last night. I mean, I was hoping that me and you got to spend more time together last night. I spent more time at 1 a.m., baby. I was tired. You fell asleep? Yeah. I wanted to have sex and I was waiting for him to make a move with me. But he didn't even try. He never tries to do nothing to me. Like the others, nice neither. He had three weeks and he didn't use the opportunity, so I was too tired last night and I just fell asleep. We ate together, we talked together, and I don't know what else you want. I'm just disappointed. That's it. Yesterday, Jennifer had work she needed to do and asked me to go with her instead of me taking the time to pack. So when we got back, I was like scrambling, trying to get everything ready, and then she just went to sleep. We were there. I think we were both ready to have sex, and it should have happened, and I'm annoyed. It, it really annoys me. It frustrates me. It's a shame that you're going to live with this attitude. All I said was I was hoping to spend more time with you. It was the last night. And you said you're angry because of that. No, I didn't say I was angry. I didn't say falling asleep and being tired. So there was no intimate time between the two of them this entire trip. Now he's mad that she fell asleep the night before and she had a point. She's like, I did it once. You've done it the 13 other nights that you've been here. I mean, every single time she's tried, he hasn't been able to deliver. And he is like, we are not understating the amount of foulness that like he was ticked off. Like, yeah. I haven't seen him that upset since she tried to get him to go on a swing. That's the most emotion we have seen from Tim this entire <laughs> season. My guess is that part of his bad mood was it was my my last day there and instead of us just spending time together you had to go do this photo shoot and i wound up taking care of your kid and then we go to dinner and we're supposed to go back and like supposed to seal the deal and you fell asleep and my guess is that he then in the the next day just felt a little bit like the last day of the trip she kind of right 
But I'm sure she probably had to work already. Like, I'm sure that was also kind of planned where she was going to have to work. Yeah, that during... wasn't impromptu, I'm right. sure. He knew about it. So, I mean, again, he should have taken steps to gone ahead and done what he needed to do earlier in this trip. He shouldn't have waited until the last day to be like, oh, right, man. Right. I... And, they, and yeah, exactly. So, like, it's your fault that you waited until the last night. And then, sorry, things didn't work out the way you wanted them to. But things haven't worked out the way she wanted them to for 99% of your trip. And let's not pretend like there's some guarantee that he was actually going to be able to perform that night. Right, right. I mean, if past experience has shown us anything, any indication, there's going to be another excuse probably the next morning. So Tim is now at the airport with Jennifer and Violet. They are very awkwardly like <laughs> taking little jabs at each other while they're doing their on-camera interview. He's checking into the get his uh, ticket and he's like not even like associating with her. She's on one counter, he's on the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the producers are like, hey, you guys are upset with each other you guys are angry and they're like no no we're no good. we're fine everything's fine but clearly things are not fine and then he throws a jab about how you know uh, just you know didn't go how i wanted last night and she's like oh sorry got yeah. sleepy and it's yeah it got super awkward super awkward so he is now headed back to charlotte i'm guessing <laughs> that's the end of of that relationship i'm guessing when we, we have one episode left if he's in it much at all it's just going to be more now that the trip is over bickering on the phone you know what's right. the, what's next what's the next plan mind you he left and left the ring on her middle finger on her middle finger so not feeling super good about tim and jennifer rebecca and and yeah, not much going on with them, but well, they were in the first half of the episode. Still so much angry. So, he is still so much angry. He, as an Arabic man, he does not accept that she is still married, even though it's only, you know, technically, legally. Again, though, she waited until the very end of her trip to drop this bomb on him. And I actually understand why he was so upset. I would have been upset, too. Not necessarily for the fact even that she is still married, but the fact that you withheld that information for so long. Absolutely. For that reason, I do agree with you and him that, you know what. And he even says if if he had known about this, he would have ended the relationship because it is not okay. It is forbidden in that culture to sleep with a married person. But so is premarital sex. <laughs> And Exa- no, you're absolutely right. So, I know. It is such a double Zied. standard. I know. Um, so they are out still in the Sahara Desert, <laughs> and Zied is very upset, and Rebecca is now going into full-blown meltdown mode over over the possibility that he might end this whole relationship oh, she is all 100 percent into i can't live without him and i can't lose this person i've never been this much i'll love, never find someone like him again except for the three other times i was married and the one time i was with the female but aside from those four times i've never loved anybody as much as i've loved you and the show kind of left us hanging and i think she got kind of frustrated too because she didn't realize that they weren't going to be in that episode very much so this is what she posted on social media about their lack of screen time in episode 12. Didn't really show too much of us tonight, so we have one more week to find out the status of Ziet and I and how we made out at the end. Kind of disappointed. Um, was ready to kind of discuss what happened. Um, so I guess we wait until next week. As things appear to leave off, he does wind up calming down and is going to forgive her and they are going to continue to move forward in the relationship. There has to be something about the two of them that we haven't seen because I can't figure out. They just don't seem like they're in love with each other. I think she believes she's in love with him, but right. I don't see that that 
chemistry, that connection between the two of them, that maybe it's just that all that good stuff has been edited out. Maybe we just haven't gotten to see them really connecting and, you know, they can't even have a real conversation because of the of the language barrier. Yeah, that's the most surprising part to me is that, you know, you would think that maybe for the cameras, you know, they're speaking a little more English, but it really seems like they have a communication issue. Yeah. Because even with this situation, she's explained to him, you know, over and over again, no, no, we've both signed the papers. We are divorced, but just not by the court system. And it's going to take like another week. And then he kind of like it almost clicks and he realizes, okay, right. And there's no telling. Like you said, it doesn't really seem like they're going to last. So it doesn't also seem like he's going to all of a sudden surprise her with the ring that he bought her. Like there's been no suggestion that that's possibly going to happen. It might, but it just there's no suggestion. Yeah, they haven't shown any previews, although I'm guessing that that in the you know episode 13 which is the final episode of the season my guess is he will propose, he will to, her, propose to her and when she leaves to go back to georgia she will have an, an engagement ring that she bought herself on her finger man rebecca and zia <laughs> all right and last but not least oh never least never never, never least, least. <laughs> tom and darcy Golly. Although, I will say, that little town of Nottingham is ridiculously cute. Oh, all of, you know, whenever you see pictures of England, and it's always very quaint. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, charming. Very charming. Feels very, uh, like, storybook-esque. Yeah. So, we get back to Tom and Darcy, who have returned from a disastrous week in Albania. <laughs> At least from what we saw, it was right, disastrous. Right. But talk about, like, a change of tone from Tom, who up until this point has seemed non-complimentary of her, mm-hmm. negative, having doubts, second thoughts, really distant. questioning, yes. distance. But in this episode, it appeared that he had a change of heart. It's felt like overnight he woke up and was like she's wonderful she's amazing now i realize i am in love with her right so this episode um follows directly after the salsa incidents where you know it's the she, following morning yeah she freaked out and you know he basically said that i am committed to you and he finally kind of tells her that he loves her also speaking of storybook they went to the church where robin hood got married to maid marion but another thing that tom like you know <laughs> that she wants to get married so why would you why would that be it feels like he's trolling her at this point a, a little, little bit, bit. because oh, yeah i mean robin hood you're gonna take her to the place where robin hood got married not even just a regular church it's like oh this is like a storybook church right now the ultimate troll <laughs> the ultimate troll move is what happens on her last night in nottingham before she flies back to the united states and they go to a nice dinner and Tom says, I want to give you something. He's been expressing how he's falling in love with her and how... Telling her how wonderful she is. He sees all these good qualities in her. He's in awe of her. He's in awe of her. She's beautiful. She brings out the best in him. Makes him want to be a better person. And he has something for her. Like, he is setting her up. Let me look in my pockets. It's somewhere. It is written all over her face (laughs) that she thought she was about to get engaged. He pulls out a box. A little green box. Looks like a ring box. Looks like a ring box. Open it up. There's a key inside. (laughs) He says to her, this is a key to my house. I want you to be able to come and go freely, which... Exactly. Megan, you're going to say the exact same thing I was. She lives in Connecticut. Right. There's no, like, just (laughs) popping up, coming over on a a Saturday afternoon. That is the definition of an empty gesture. Yeah. Oh, here you go. I think it was supposed to be symbolic of, like, now you have the key to my house. I want you to feel like I'm I'm bringing you into my... Because up until the point he still hasn't even really taken her to his house right that's true that's right (laughs) i don't 
even know. She doesn't even know where you live, Tom. So that key is not. She's going to walk around every house in Nottingham <laughs> trying to see if it, the, the door opens. And um, he could have said, to your point, he could have said, oh, this is the key to my heart. And, you know, whatever, whatever, flowery words, flowery words. And then tell her, you know, this is actually, literally, this is the key to my house. And so, you know, you're you, my heart. I want and, you to have it. And now you can have the key. And by the way, when I was dating my wife, I gave her a key to my apartment. But guess what? She lived like 10 blocks away from me. So right. she literally could stop by anytime she wanted to. <laughs> Oh, how disappointed was Darcy? I mean, her, (laughs) like the initial confusion when she sees that there's a key in the box, you could tell it hadn't even really registered to her yet that like this is not the moment you're getting engaged <laughs> like she thought oh like oh is there is the ring like attached to the key or is, is there maybe- a treasure chest somewhere around and i gotta open it up with the key to find right, my ring? right but once she realizes that there is no engagement because he says i think in the future there could be i don't think right now is the right time and place but he didn't lead with that he led with a setup that would lead any reasonable person i think to assume that there was going to be a ring in the box when he should have said up front listen I know you wanted to possibly get engaged I don't think right now is the right time however I do still want to give you something like that could have set the stage a little better than how he did it her disappointment was palpable you could feel it it really is she said oh well I could make it into a necklace I guess and she's right once she leaves unfortunately you can't control what Path, how things progress once Absolutely. you're not in person anymore. So what she experienced with Jesse in her last relationship was when they were not together in person anymore, things completely fell apart. And, and she, you think you can tell that she thinks that that's the pattern. Like when you're together, everything's great. If he doesn't give you a ring, then you're going to go your separate ways and it's not going to work out. It's all going to dissolve. I am optimistic about our future, but I'm leaving tomorrow to go back to the United States. And I know how hard long-distance relationships can be, but I really do believe that we're meant to be together. And what we see in the preview is Tom in the UK. She is back home. Apparently, there's some sort of altercation, and the preview alludes to Tom kind of putting her in her place like you called me at four o'clock in the morning you sent me 50 messages like is that the person you are what's the point he says what's the point and sure enough the tell-all which we're gonna get after episode 13 look who it is mm-hmm. jesse shows up at the tell-all so this something tells me is about to crash and burn once and for all between tom and darcy spectacularly and kind of the theme with their relationship the entire time it felt like their relationship could actually work in theory yep. if both of them were kind of on the same page and emotionally the same way and when i was thinking about all these couples you know we talked about a couple episodes back about well you know this isn't 90 day fiance the other way where you know some of these couples should really think about okay if i can't be with them in the united states or how it is they should probably move you know who has the most and least to gain or lose when you're speaking of avery she's pretty young yep. you know what i'm saying doesn't have kids she doesn't have kids she could probably afford to move to not financially but just afford you know in life circumstances to move to another country with her fiance and start a life it's going to be difficult because she's going to miss her family but she doesn't have kids stuff like that right. when you she talk about a house she has a, a job that's you right know. when you talk about benjamin he's probably the one who can at least afford to like move to another country because he's going to lose you know all contact with his son so correct in that range of things probably darcy is probably the second most able to leave she does have daughters who she are does of, have two kids who are appear to be in like early high school ish age middle school high school feels like they could possibly go to like a private school boarding school situation and she'd be okay with it but i mean i don't know what she does for a living 
she and her sister have that like clothing line, so, House of Eleven. So something they could definitely, she could definitely do in London with him. And in, in in the beginning of her trip, Darcy actually seemed like, oh, I could see myself right. living here. She said like, she could see herself living there. Yeah. So I do think that if she were willing to move over there, they could possibly it make it could work. Possibly work out. But I feel like all the stuff that's happened on this trip would make it very difficult for him to really want her to be there and for her to kind of see herself there. At Actually this point. consider right. uprooting her entire life and moving to the Had UK. Had she gone into it kind of normally and let things play out and maybe kept some of those emotions, even though they might still be her emotions, just keep them, you know, pent up a little bit so that you can kind of see how things are going to play out, then that might have been an option moving forward. But I think she just kind of blew all that out the water with... Wow. Okay, so one episode left. My goodness. Episode 13, we come to the conclusion of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. The tell-all, I think, will give us a lot clearer picture of where things stand presently in in the here and now and today, real time, because, again, a lot of this stuff was filmed December of last year, right. beginning of, of 2019. And, uh, and, yeah, so I think on the last episode I said that I thought... Avery and Omar were the only ones that were going to make it. I I feel better about Benjamin and Akini now, even though to right. me she is just she just does not seem happy about being with Benjamin. She doesn't, and that's going to be the interesting thing to see. Uh, they would definitely be a candidate for, I guess, the next ninety day fiance because there's already one coming. Yeah, and they, yeah, they don't appear to be cast members on, on this one. But but, be, but ninety day fiance, the the regular version of the show is people who are engaged. But then again, they would have to. He'd have to bring her here, and they'd have to get ma- right. legally married in the U.S. So yeah. So financially, if it's going to take them a while to get through the K one visa process, then that might be a possibility. We for might later see on. them again. And per your friend Tim, because he's your friend on Facebook, mm-hmm, he said mm-hmm. that this tell all is going to be one of the most explosive and exciting tells of all time. Now he is prone to disappoint people, but <laughs> Tim does tend <laughs> to talk a big game. <laughs> and that's about it. But he says it's going to come from the most unexpected couples where like the fireworks are going to occur. So right. just be on the lookout. That's per Tim. All right. Well, one episode left to go. Uh, episode 13 of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. And then it is a wrap. Oh my gosh. We'll be back with a new Reality Bites podcast episode next week after episode 13, which airs Sunday night on TLC. Don't forget to find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Rate and subscribe.